0: This is Kara Foster, Senior Minister of First Christian Church, Disciples of Christ in Madisonville, Kentucky. You're listening to our sermon podcast. You can connect with us at firstchristianmadisonville.org or join us in person at 8.30 and 11 a.m. at 10.30 College Drive in beautiful Madisonville, Kentucky. I hope you'll subscribe. Thanks! All four of the Gospel writers tell the story of Jesus' baptism, and today Matthew's going to be our storyteller. He really tells the whole story in about four verses of Scripture. It's quite brief, but one of the interesting things about Jesus' baptism is this is the first time, the very first time, we hear Jesus say anything in the Gospels. It is at his baptism. And so we know Jesus is no longer a child here. This is a beginning. This is an important moment. We see him as the man he will be into the people in the world. And it's the start of his public ministry. After his baptism, he will go into the wilderness where he will be tested. And then he will go out into the world to all the people. But this moment, this baptism moment, is a beginning. And I invite you to read along with me in Matthew chapter 3. And it's just four verses that I will read. Then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. John would have prevented him, saying, I need to be baptized by you, and do you come to me? But Jesus answered him, Let it be so now, for it is proper for us in this way to fulfill all righteousness. And then he consented. And when Jesus had been baptized, just as he came up from the water, suddenly, The heavens were opened up to him, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting on him. And a voice from heaven said, This is my Son, the Beloved, with whom I am well pleased. John the Baptist is out on the edges of the wilderness. He's calling to the people, Sinners, come, repent. He's inviting people to step off the shoreline and into the waters and begin anew, calling them to come clean about their life. John the Baptist was very well known. He had a following, he had a crowd. You could even say that is one of the reasons he was put to death because it was needed to silence him by the powers that be. I imagine Jesus coming out to hear John on the banks of the Jordan watching listening as John preaches, watching how people are drawn to him. This is a man who ate locusts. This is a man who wore itchy camel hair sweaters. Uh, this is a man whose major re- preaching message was repentance. Repentance. That's not a message that goes down easy. Have you ever had someone tell you that you need to change, that you need to go in a new direction, to come clean about something. It's hard to hear sometimes. You know, I remember a story of a woman who said she was on a spiritual retreat once, and everyone in the room was invited to share a time when someone had been like Christ to them. And everyone was standing up and sharing a memory of a time when someone was loving or compassionate or forgiving, forgiving to them. And then finally this one woman's turn and she got up and she stood up and she said, well, I asked myself, who's been Christ to me? Then I had to ask myself, who's ever told me the truth so plainly I wanted to kill them for it? And that's who she talked about. And there's truth to that, that Jesus himself, the powers that be, they'd want to silence Jesus. And John the Baptist He lost his life. John doesn't sugarcoat words. He cuts right to the heart of things. You can change. You can begin again. You can join me in this river. People heard truth in John's words, and they were drawn to that. They wanted to join their life with God's mission and purpose in the world. And Jesus watches the people coming into the river, and then he does this ridiculous thing. He gets in with them. He gets in line, and he wades out to John, and John says, look, this should be the other way around. But Jesus insists, and he is baptized. It's funny. Baptism is such a central heart of the Christian faith, and yet Jesus didn't baptize anyone. He was baptized like all of us. Jesus insists, down into the water he goes. He comes up dripping wet. The voice of God and the spirit descending upon him. This is my son, the beloved. With you I am pleased. In other gospels, particularly the gospel of Luke, this part, Luke makes it sound like everybody heard this moment. But in Matthew's version, it really seems more like it is a message for Jesus to hear. It's his moment. His message. You are my child. You loved And I am pleased by you. It's a moment to remember who he is, who he's called to be in the world. You are my son, beloved. At the start of the ministry, before the crowds surround Jesus, before uh, he's doing all these miracles that gain his reputation, there is this moment. You are my child, and I love you. It's a reminder of who he is. Now when I was a student in Nashville at my church, I remember the minister of the church told me he got a call from a long time member who was calling with some information and a question. The first part is that he said, I'm being enrolled in hospice care at my house. Don't think I have long to live. And he said, but I've got a question. I was wondering if you all would baptize me that I was baptized as an infant, and I don't remember that, and I'd like to be baptized again. And so um, on a cold winter Sunday afternoon after church, a few of us from the church went out to his house with a pitcher of water and some communion elements, and I was curious. I wondered, why now? So I asked him, you know, in fact, I even wondered, I thought maybe he's trying to cover his theological bases, you know, become sprinkled and dunked, just in case God's looking for a technicality here. He's covering his bases. But I really wondered, I, part of me also wondered, was he scared? Here he is. In the final months of his life, was he scared? So I just asked him, why now? Why do you want to be baptized again? And I still remember what he said. He said, I have been a Christian all my life, and before I leave this body, I want to remember being claimed in the waters. So in his kitchen, the chair at his kitchen table, he leaned back, and we poured a pitcher of water over his head in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. You know, I often read at funerals one of my own favorite passages from the prophet Isaiah, Do not fear, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name, you are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you, and through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. We are held to by waters as Christians. We are claimed in waters. In a world that tells us so many things, our baptism tells us who we are and who we are called to be in the world. You know, back when I was just starting out in ministry, we were starting a youth group at my church and I did this lesson with the kids that was about names and the power of words. And in this lesson, uh, you have one of the kids lay down on a long sheet of paper and then we trace the outline of their body and then we cut out this paper person. We put the paper person down in front of us in the room, and then we all took some time to decide what we were gonna name this paper person. We decided to call him Bob. And, um, and then I said, okay, so here's the assignment, kids. One by one, we're gonna go around the circle, and you get to insult Bob. And you gotta rip a little piece of him away when you insult Bob. And I told them, I said, no matter what you say, this one time you will not be in trouble for whatever you say this one time. Sixth graders love to hear this. And so we started, you know, Bob, you're stupid, rip. You know, Bob, you're ugly, rip. Uh, A lot of times they end up going, um, they make something, they choose to go, you know, uh, middle schoolers are special, they can go low, they can go real low. They would pick on Bob's body shape. Bob, you got a square head, rip. And everybody was giggling and laughing, and, and finally um, a kid named James, he, said, he ripped Bob and he said, Bob, you are a blank. Now he didn't say, well, he didn't say blank. He said a word, but I won't dare repeat that word from this pulpit. Actually, I don't say that word in my life. But he said this, and everybody got very quiet. Some, I think, were wondering if the preacher lady really meant that you wouldn't get in trouble no matter what you said. But I think, truthfully, I think a lot of people got quiet because they were all thinking that's a word James has probably been called in his life. So we finished ripping Bob apart, and then we all had some tape and we tried to tape them back together and i spent a few minutes talking about words and the power of words and how they scar and wound and hurt us and i read some scripture and we closed with prayer and that was pretty much the lesson that night we all moved on and as we were uh everybody was getting picked up we were standing outside in the front of the church a bunch of us mingling about and james came up to me and he quietly said That word I said, I hate that word. Now I tell you, let's see, this year for me is 20 years of ordained ministry. I've been serving churches for 23 years. That's how long it's been. And I still think about that conversation with James in front of the church. How many of us, how many of us here today, we still remember a name we were called, maybe just one time, that's all it took, just one word, and it seemed to confirm in our mind what we already had decided about our own selves, that we are worthless, that we were a mistake, shameful. You know, Dr. Brene Brown has this wonderful writing about shame, and the thing she says about shame that's important to remember is that shame says, instead of, um, I made a mistake, shame says, I am the mistake. Of course, we are all inundated with messages every day that tell us that we can never be successful enough, or rich enough, or thin enough, or pretty enough, or young enough, or popular enough, smart enough, good enough successful enough, but baptism says enough. You are enough. In baptism, we remember that no matter what someone told you you are, no matter what you believe about yourself, the name that has any say over our lives is the name we claim when we step into the waters of faith, follower of Jesus Christ, child of god fearfully wonderfully made we are claimed by waters and sometimes we get busy we get distracted with life we get caught up listening to all kinds of voices that tell us who we are listening to everybody and everyone except for that still small voice within us have you forgotten do you forget sometimes who you are and called to be in the world? Today, as we step into this new year, here it is, January, on this cold January day, we as a staff thought we would also extend um, an invitation. In fact, I'm gonna go ahead and step on down here. Of course, today, as always, I extend a welcome to anybody who wants to make this congregation their community of faith if you want to claim your life by following Jesus no small thing then I invite you to meet me up here today you can also talk to the staff throughout the week if you want to know more but we also wanted to go beyond that today and extend an invitation for anyone who would like to remember their baptism and so uh, as we uh, have our typical invitation music if you'd like to come forward certainly not everybody's obligated We're going to have a couple of stations. Bill and Zach will be up here ready to uh, offer a special blessing for you. For anyone who wants to take a moment to remember that decision in their own life of what it means to be a follower of Jesus. And maybe if you've never been baptized, you still come forward and touch the waters because you want to look forward to the time when you might make that decision in your life to be a child of God, to remember who you are, claimed by waters, fearfully, wonderfully made. In the image of our Creator, and you are invited if you'd like to come forward today if you want to remember your baptism. Holy God, we are claimed, claimed by your love, claimed by your saving grace. In the name of Jesus Christ, we give you thanks and honor and praise. Help us to remember who we are and who we are called to be in the world. Amen. Amen.